Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. All right, welcome to the and final, the 2018, final 2018 edition of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. It is episode 16. It is December 19th when you guys are hearing this, 2018. And this will be our last episode for the year. We, of course, will be coming back right after the new year. With next week being Christmas, we usually record on Tuesday nights. We want to take some time off. We get we get time off of work. We just want to be able to enjoy some time off with our family. We will still be tweeting out our NFL picks, uh, but we'll talk about more about that later. So, thank you, Travis, because it looks like since Cyrus – what came very, very close is going to come very, very close to beating the two drunk brothers. However, Travis picked up the slack big time and is going to help us out. So, got to give you a shout out. Got to give you a shout out for that one. Right now, we all had um, bets. There's a game going on right now as we as we are recording this podcast. The Boca Raton Bowl is going on. UAB in Northern Illinois. Currently, UAB is winning 34-13, and they are driving down the field. So. Um, it looks like they are going to cover that two and a half points, two and a half point spread. The over already hit. So with that being said, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that my record for the weekend is going to be two and six. It's horrible. I apologize. Went two and six this weekend. Went one and four last weekend in just NFL games. That's atrocious. I went zero and four this weekend on NFL Sunday. So I have a punishment coming my way. I think in the new year. If not on the first podcast, most definitely the second podcast. Yeah, that's uh, that is not good. Doesn't look good, Jarrett. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I've really <laughs> faded these last couple of weeks, and uh, I know you look to us for expertise. And again, I, I apologize. I feel like a bag of dicks. It makes me now almost not want to do it. With that being said, brings record with tonight. I'm going to go ahead and count as a loss to 48, 67, and four on the year which is horrible, nearly 20 games under 500. So unless I do a clean sweep from now through the end of the year on these bull picks and the playoffs, I doubt I get back to 500. But it is what it is. You know, shit happens. Um, I'll just focus on next year, you know, kind of like the Dolphins. With that being said, Travis had a very good weekend in the NFL this weekend. He went 3-1. and one. Um, We only lost with that end coming from the Cowboys, who – Threw up a fucking stinker, which we'll talk about more with the NFL in our first and 10. But his record, again, with UAB being up so big and driving down the field right now, looks like he's going to move to 6-2, and two, bringing his record to 65-52-3 and three in the year. A super 13 games over 500. So where, he, where I am lacking, he's making up. The two drunk brothers are about 500. In the gambling world, you cannot complain about that. Our guest Cyrus from last week actually – did pretty good and made me look like a fucking scrub. Um, him and Travis are going to look like they're going to tie. Cyrus also went 3-1 in the NFL. 
only missing the Jacksonville game, and is going to move to 6-2 and two more than likely with UAB covering and overhitting as well. Um, so him and Travis tied. He did not beat the two drunk brothers. He tied one and beat the other one. But with me being having such a piss-poor record the last two weeks, go ahead and let me know what punishments to be. We are open up to any and all suggestions. So far I've gotten one from Cyrus and our boy Jack Nations, our, one of our coworkers. So if you guys could think of a better punishment that isn't KU-related and isn't alcohol – drinking shitty alcohol-related, go ahead and tweet them at us and let me know what I should do in the new year to embarrass the fuck out of myself. With that being said, the NFL was crazy as hell this weekend. We don't know, we don't know what happened. Um, and since this, this will be our last podcast before the end of the season, because once we come back, we'll obviously preview the entire NFL playoffs. <laughs> that Wednesday when we come back on the second we're going to record, the playoffs will be set. We'll obviously preview the entire playoffs on that on that episode so in the first and 10 we're going to run through some nfl things um should be pretty interesting so we'll see you on the other side of the clip first and 10 from the 45 yard line all righty so the first and 10 like i said we're going to run through um some nfl topics here and our first topic is we're seeing like we don't know what the fuck's going on is is, is that fair to say yeah, it's it's been wild the last – I mean, really, it's the whole season. I don't really know what's going on. There's a lot of teams fighting for playoff spots and teams losing who you don't think they're going to lose to, a.k.a. the Rams. Yeah, I mean – it's And Patriots. I mean, it's just been crazy. Yeah, like, like, like you said, the Rams, the Pats, the Saints, and the Chiefs are all kind of fading in a way. I mean, I haven't seen the Saints – this offense is stagnant since – Shit, I don't even know when. So, right now, we finished week 15. We have two weeks left. Obviously, you know, a lot can happen in two weeks. But, Travis, who do you think could be a surprise team in the playoffs? So, I know we talked about something a little bit later to do with the playoffs, so I won't mention the same team. A surprise team that I am going to kind of just, like, not predict, but maybe just guess, Um, my team that I have is the Titans. This is a team that I had getting in as that number six wild card. Um, they, you know, I have them going in and playing the Texans um, in that in that wild card round, who are a very beatable team. Um, the Titans just look good lately. I told you they finally figured out how to use Derrick Henry um, about two years too late, but I think that they can make the playoffs and upset whoever they may play. They have a solid defense. Derrick Henry has 408 yards and six touchdowns in just the last two games. Like those are video game numbers. Um, they've looked solid. They just shut out the Giants, who have been looking solid the last couple of weeks. So they're on a hot streak, and I think they can roll into the playoffs with some steam. I'm not saying they're going to go to the championship round or the Super Bowl by any means, but. I think that they can upset somebody in the first round. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, kind of piggybacking off of that. My surprise team is the Colts, who is a team that the Titans are fighting to get in that playoff spot. And, again, it come down to it. Two weeks from now, neither of these teams could even fucking make the playoffs because the Ravens and the, and the Steelers could both go on a heater and they could both end up being the teams in the playoffs. And But I think if the Colts can get in – They'll need some help from the Chargers and the Browns to beat the Ravens, maybe the Saints and the Bengals to beat the, the Steelers, whoever it may be. 
But I think they can be dangerous. They've won seven of the last eight games. The one loss being in a very anomaly game when they lost to Jacksonville six nothing down there, and probably the snoozer of the century. The only disadvantage they don't have is that it won't be home field, obviously, because they'll get that six seed. But they're gonna, like you said, they're probably gonna play the Pats or the Texans in that first round. I can see them beating either of those teams, especially being the Texans, because they play them all the time and know how they play. And then after that, they're probably gonna go on to play either the Chiefs or the Chargers. And if they play the Chargers, that's a buzzsaw. But I see them could potentially beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Um, so I can see the Colts being a surprise team in the playoffs if they can sneak in. They have a good defense um, that's heating up. They have a stud on the in the linebacking core in Darius Leonard. And, I mean, Marlon Mack is starting to come on. Andrew Luck um, just have a plethora of Eric Ebron gonna, is going to score fucking 875 touchdowns this year. So, I mean <laughs> – that's going to be my surprise team, but I could definitely see the Titans or the Colts being a surprise team if they get in. Um, all, I mean, that's that's really kind of the, the, the turning factor there. All right. So, yeah, we have two different teams that are fighting for that last wild card spot. Either one of them we have to be a surprise um, team in the playoffs. So Yeah. I think – I'm not going to say if the Ravens get that 60 W surprise team because the Ravens have looked good, but – I think if the Texans or the Colts can in that Texans, if if the Titans or the Colts can get that six seed, I think they can for sure be a, a surprise team. Yeah. Moving on to our second topic right now. Um, it's kind of a topic that's always seems to be brought up. It's been brought up probably a hundred times the last three years, but I think it may be starting to hold some weight. Um, are the Pats done? Is the dynasty over? Yeah, I don't know if it's just the Dolphins slash Rams fan at heart speaking here. Um, but, I mean, it really looks like it, and I think that they they may be coming to an end. I mean, if you look at Tom Brady, sure, his numbers, yeah, he's going to have four, a 4,000-yard passing yard season because the run game is and always has been terrible, but he has 24 touchdowns through 14 weeks this year and a QBR of 68. So he's, he's definitely on the decline. He's within his last year's, I'd say two more years tops, playing in the NFL. So they're trending downwards already. Once he's gone, I mean, they don't really have anyone behind him, and I don't think they're going to be a top contender anymore, and that's just – it is what it is. I don't think Belichick has enough in him to bring that team without Tom Brady to to the Super Bowl. I think when Brady retires, Belichick's going to retire, and I can see that being at the end of this season, unfortunately. Not unfortunately. Fortunately, actually, because fuck Very me. fortunately. Yeah. Fuck me. Fuck them. Sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Being the former Rams fan, breaking my heart as a 10-year-old boy, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm going to be real honest with you. I cried in the bathtub after the Rams lost that Super Bowl when Adam Vinatieri kicked that game-winning field goal. Travis probably remembers that very vividly. But I was very, very upset. Um, so, fuck the Patriots. But I, I agree. Like Gronk has been their main weapon for years, and he is just looks three steps slower than what he's ever has. Like I could see him retiring as well. Like he seems banged up, has had X amount of back surgeries. Like you said, Brady is going to have a 4,000 yard year, but they have nothing else to supplement that. He's their entire offense. Look at that game on Sunday night. They couldn't move the ball at all against the Steelers defense. That has been very questionable at times this year. Yes. And, and uh, not only, to, not only is, is Brady, he can't throw the ball down the field. He's moving through his read slower He's becoming more of a one-read quarterback, and I don't think that's the system that Belichick designed them and the system that 
has propelled them to those five Super Bowl rings. So um, I agree. I think it's over. Um, it's definitely declining. If they both retire, the AFC East is wide open. And I unfortunately don't see the Dolphins taking it. I could see the Bills being a contender next year um, with Josh Allen at quarterback. But eh, that's another topic for a different day. I still think they're done. Um, even if Brady comes back, I see the Pats at best, hot take alert, at best being an 8-8 eight and eight team next year. All right. So you heard it here first, folks. Um, yep. So our next topic I wanted to talk about is the league MVP. And I know it's a little early. We're 15 weeks in. They don't even – what I hate about the NFL, and I'm going to straight up say this, and I'm sure you have some opinions about this as well. I hate how they announce the MVP the week or the night before the Super Bowl. They have some kind of big award show now. They've had it for like the last six years. I think it should be announced at the end of the regular season. Yeah, I do too because you're just – it's already a, like a stigma that the MVP – of any league has to be, you know, someone that comes from a team that's really good. Yeah, and I it's that the most adds to the whole thing of announcing it before the Super Bowl that I don't know, I just don't like it. Yeah, and that's my thing. It's the most valuable player award, not the best player award. Right. And people kind of get that confused like who is the most valuable to a team? Anyway, I digress. Let's move on into that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about who we think should win the MVP because I think right now there's a clear-cut winner in my eyes. I don't think so. 15 weeks in. Um, so who do you think should win the NFL MVP? You know, obviously there's a, a lot can happen over these next two weeks, but I so think – It's down between – sound pretty much between two. They say three, but Mahomes and Breeze. Yep. And let me just throw some numbers at you. Mahomes has a 67% completion rating with 516 pass attempts, a roughly 4,500 yards – 45 touchdowns and 11 picks. So that's a four touchdowns to pick ratio. Which isn't bad. If, you're, if your quarterback can throw four touchdowns every game to a, in a pick, that's phenomenal. Meanwhile, Drew Brees has a 74% completion rating. So 7% 7, 7 higher. 450 pass attempts. So 66 less. 36 touchdowns, five picks. And he has a seven touchdown to pick ratio, which is incredible. Um, then the way that I look at it is obviously if you're just going stats wise, Mahomes is going to take this, but I am going to go ahead and I, I like Drew Brees to win the MVP and this being, this is my reason you put any other quarterback in the chiefs offense and he is set up for success. Look at Alex Smith. Uh. Alex Smith takes the chiefs to the playoffs. They have Tyreek Hill. They had Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. You have so many weapons. Meanwhile, Drew Brees has a leaking Alvin Kamara out of the backfield and one wide receiver in Michael Thomas. That is all he has. You put Ryan Tannehill on the Chiefs, he will take them to the playoffs. You put Ryan Tannehill on the Saints, and you guys are going fucking seven and nine easy. Yeah. So, in your most valuable player eyes, I have to pick Drew Brees. Yeah, I see your point. My only problem is, is that Drew Brees is fading at the wrong time. Like the Saints so, offense, like what have they scored like the last like three games? Like 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So the Saints, the last like the last couple, the last three games have scored twelve points against Carolina, twenty eight against Tampa Bay, again that's Tampa Bay, and thirteen against Dallas. Uh, granted, the NFL kind of fucked them and gave them three road games in a row, which I'm just realizing that's kind of fucked up. But again, like they're fading at the wrong time, so that's why I'm going to go ahead and say Pat Mahomes is your MVP. You you, you said the numbers. I just think he is going to win it because of those numbers. I mean, the dude could get close to a th- to 5,000 passing yards, um, which is a very, very lucrative club. If he ends up with 5,000 passing yards and 50 touchdowns, I think there's no way you can't pick him. Because if you look back on it, every single person that's ever passed for, for 50 touchdowns has won the MVP. So by those metrics, you can't not pick Pat Mahomes. Um, and like you said, you could argue for Breeze. Like I said, he's kind of faltered over these last few weeks. He looked very rusty Monday night, um, especially on that two-point conversion on the what the fuck he was thinking. So, well, there's also been very some games in the past couple weeks that Patrick Mahomes looked absolutely garbage. If you look back to fuck, what game was that where he had five turnovers himself? Was it against the Rams? Yeah, and I agree with that. So, I don't know. To me, it's down, down, down between those two. I'm not going to throw a fucking hissy fit if either of them get it, if Pat Mahomes or Drew Brees gets it. I can see the arguments for both, and I kind of like how we kind of had different ones. So, yeah, I can see that. Um, don't well, want to much- Drew Brees take it. He's, he's nearing the end of his career. He's an old man. And just I just think without, that, without him on that team, they are not good. And we'll see in a few years when he retires just how that goes. Yeah, I also think I would like to see Jabriz get it because he's never gotten it before, and this could be the year to get it. Patrick Mahomes is going to be good for years and years to come. So he's going to have plenty of chances to win. But, again, we can talk more about that as the NFL season. Um, as we get closer to the award season, uh, we just want to talk about that real quick. Next thing we'll talk about is another uh, award, Rookie of the Year. Granted, they give out an offensive and a defensive Rookie of the Year award. So who do you have for your offensive Rookie of the Year? Um, I don't really know how much of a debate this is or a question because I think it should be Saquon Barkley. I mean, the dude has 1,700 yards and 13 touchdowns. I I don't even know if anyone is even close to touching how good and talented he is and how much he's done for that New York Giants offense. Yeah, as soon as they got a quarterback and some some talent on the offensive line, they're going to be a pretty good team. Um, again, the only other person I think you could argue for is Baker Mayfield just because of what he's done in Cleveland. He's won five games this year. Uh, <laughs> I know it's, it's funny to say, but dude, funny, like, Hugh Jackson won three in fucking three years. So, yeah. like, that's the only reason why I could argue for it. But, again, Saquon is just an absolute monster. 
five dude what stood out to me was the 5.2 yards per carry yeah he has but i was also looking too because to me it wasn't even between saquon and baker it's between saquon and philip Lindsay, because he has five yards of carry as well on about 1200 total yards and like 10 touchdowns so his he's kind of close oh damn but, yeah damn yeah i mean that I would go ahead and consider that a three-pony race. I could see, like, voters of that award voting for all three of those people. Yeah, depending on – especially depending on how these next couple of weeks pan out. But, I mean, at this point, it's – Saquon's just been tearing it up. And, I'll say, yeah, like, I know we're talking about this after week 15, but I feel like most of this shit's solidified by now. Like, these last yeah. – especially week 17, a lot of people fucking sit, and, you know, to avoid injury and all that stuff. Um Who's your defensive envy? In, in, uh, sorry, defensive rookie of the year. This is where it got really hard for me. There was about, I'd say, at least three different people that I was like. Who are the who are who are the three? I, I just want to know. Um, so I real actually two. There's two that I was like really kind of debating on. One was Leighton Vanderesh. Yeah. One is Darius Leonard. So. Okay. Um, I was leaning on Leighton. I picked. Darius Leonard, this dude has stepped in and been an absolute monster this year. He's a linebacker. He has 99 tackles. For the Colts, by the way, for those who For the Colts, yeah. Darius Leonard for the Colts. And Leighton Van Rush is for the Cowboys. But um, Darius Leonard has 99 tackles, a pick, seven sacks, four forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. Um, which – and it kind of baffles me because I was looking up the odds, and he's second behind um, – the Chargers corner was it Derwin James? Derwin James, um, and like, I mean, his numbers were good, but I mean, I just looked at Darius Leonard, and these numbers are incredible. They stood out like crazy. So what's cool about Darius Leonard is he was a later round pick. He wasn't a first round pick. Leighton Van Der Esch and Derwin James were both first round picks. Darius Leonard, not a late round. Sorry, he was picked in the second round, pick thirty six. So still fairly high, but wasn't a typical first round pick like you know most of these people are. Yeah, I, dude, I totally forgot about, about Leighton Van Der Esch. He's been a, having a huge season. Um, true football guy with the, with, with the cowboy collar, you know. Um, he just he did, he's done an absolute amazing job stepping in for Sean uh, Lee. Yeah. And I wanted to pick him. I was looking at his numbers, and then I looked at Darius Leonard, and he's, it's just clear cut to me that I would vote for him no matter what. So Darius Leonard was going to be my pick until I looked more into it. And it's not even about the numbers. It's about what Derwin James can do. So I mind mine's Derwin James. I don't know if you like the Chargers are never on prime time. So Derwin James is a defensive back. He plays all over the field for for the Chargers, but they never play in prime time. So really, the first time I got to watch him this year was when they played the Chiefs last Thursday night. And that dude is a fucking animal. I feel like he's all over the field. I love Minka Fitzpatrick. I think he's gonna be great for the Dolphins. But God damn it, I wish they would have drafted this kid instead. I'm not going to lie. Because the Chargers picked after the Dolphins. I wish they would have picked this kid. So listen to this shit, Travis. Listen to where he's played at on the field this year. He's taking, at, he's taking snaps in all these positions. He's played as an edge rusher. He's played in the box as an inside and outside linebacker. He's played outside boundary cornerback covering people. And he's played as, deep, as, as, as a deep safety. So the dude's like – utility man on the defensive side of the ball has played everywhere and by playing everywhere he's gotten 66 tackles three and a half sacks three picks and 12 pass deflections so i mean the dude is filling the stat box 
while also playing all the field and being like a basically utility guy for a very, very, very good Chargers defense. Yeah, I look, I, I like it. I mean, there's a reason that he's the favorite, but just the thing that stands out for me is the, the 11 turnovers that Darius Leonard has been able to force. And that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. That's huge on, huge on defense. So, but we'll see, like we said, there's, there's a couple more weeks to be played and, uh, there's a lot of good guys on defense, so it's going to be kind of a question mark uh, going into that. Kind of, kind of a spin-off question. Do you think defensive players are more valuable in the draft than offensive players these days? That that's I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like you find more gems like the Darius Leonard's, and you do, I feel like it's less risky to take a defensive player because they're more likely to pan out than an offensive player. Less risky? Yes. Yeah, it it is less risky, but I feel like defensive players are I don't want to say a dime a dozen, but there's a lot of them out there, whereas the offensive guys are the ones that you want to take early because, you know, defensive players they're just it's so hard to to like spotlight a defensive player and be like, Oh, he's a star of the team because all it takes is for like three bad defensive players on defense and that defense is just horrible. Yeah. So. Yeah, I really wish the Dolphins had Leighton Vander Esch instead of fucking Giga Alonso. But, again, that's a story, story for a different day. So, going on to our last topic of the first and ten, we're going to wrap it up. Um, again, it's week 15. We'll obviously preview the entire playoffs. My plan is for the podcast, when we come back and we have the, the playoffs set, we'll run through our brackets and tell you who we have winning and explain all the matchups and shit like that. But just right now, sitting after 15 weeks of the season – I guess, yeah, 15 weeks of the season. Who do you think um, is the – and, like, we just had a crazy week 15. Who do you think right now is going to – because, like, six weeks ago, we thought it was going to be the Rams and Chiefs. But who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? So, you are going to absolutely 100% disagree with me, and I'm kind of, like, disagreeing with myself. But as I ran through this playoff simulator and I was, like, looking at the matchups and – I just kept finding myself come back to this team, and I've ragged on them a lot, but I think the AFC is so weak that the Steelers have such a good chance of winning the Super Bowl, or at least if making – If they can fix the shit that they fix, if they can play like they did on Sunday night, I mean – Yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm coming back to is that game on Sunday night, they looked so good, and no matter what running back they have back there, I feel like they, they can be a success. If Ben Roethlisberger can pull his old head out of his ass – I think they have what it takes to at least make the Super Bowl, if not win it. Um, heads up, I had them in the Super Bowl in our preseason picks. Remember that? Yeah, you had them versus the Jaguars, right? Or no, no I had the Jaguars winning. Yeah, I had them versus the Packers, so that's obviously not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but still, I mean, I hey, I'm I'm not I'm not hating on that at all. I mean, the AFC's wide open. It is, and it's, like I, I said, mean, it's I'm weak. For honest, to be honest with you, both the AFC and NFC are wide open. I could see literally it, it, it's a year where it's going to be one of those years where anybody one through six on both sides, AFC or NFC could go to the Super Bowl. Like legit. That's the thing. My team that I think is going to go to the Super Bowl and win the whole damn thing is the Chargers. They're the most dangerous team that no one talks about. We saw them on primetime. Now they're getting talked about. They have the eighth best defense in the league weapons all over the field. Melvin Gordon's going to come back this week and be healthy. Keenan Allen's will be back for the playoffs, so I read earlier. Mike Williams is having to come out. Hunter Henry could be back. He's practicing this week after tearing his ACL in May. 
Um, they are the, in my eyes, the most complete team in the AFC. Like from offense, defense, not really special teams because their kicking game is always horrible. But I think they can make it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC and win the thing just because they have a good offense and defense. Like I just think they're the most complete team on the AFC I, side. I uh, I like them and I'd like to see them win, but there's just something that's in my in my heart and in my gut just telling me that they are going to blow the first game they play. If they can make it past that first game and play really solid, I think they have the momentum to carry them to the Super Bowl. But they've just had some shaky – I feel like they've had some shaky moments this season. So you're and, looking at it right now where they're either going to get the five seed or the one seed, I think. The and, five seed is obviously if they don't win the West. And in that five seed position, you're going to be playing – the winner of the AFC North probably, which is going to be the Steelers or the Ravens. And, and that's, that's a rough game. It's a tough game. It's a tough game. If and that's what I'm saying. If they can make it past that, they have a good chance. But there's just something telling me that, you know, they, they've caught that injury bug so much this year that they – and Phil Rivers is just a, a role-playing quarterback that I don't see them – I don't see them winning it. But I would like to see him go, and that would be fun to see a new team in there. Yeah, it'd be fun to see like a Chargers Bears Super Bowl. I think. Yeah, I would be rooting for the Chargers ninety nine thousand thousand percent. But uh, yeah. So NFC side, real quick, who do you think? I th- I I think the Bears have a legit shot at making that. I I don't. I'm still a Bears hater. I think it's going to be Saints Rams up in there, and I, the NFC is just going to pound the shit out of each other in the playoffs. Um, so I think whoever, and whoever makes that the AFC is going. Yeah, whatever team makes it out of the NFC is just going to be so damn dog-tired by the time they get there that the AFC team is going to win no matter what. I can see that. And that was kind of my thought process of why I picked an AFC team. But and not only that, but I feel like all the NFC teams are kind of like running low. Like as of late, like we were talking, the Rams, the Saints, their offenses have been terrible as of the late. Cowboys were looking good there for a little bit, but they just got fucking butt-whipped by the fucking Colts on the road. Oh. They, they've been powering through with their offenses all year, and now it's fucking week 15, week 16, and they're tired as shit. Yeah, so. whoever gets that 60 is not going to stand a chance. The Vikings, yeah, they hung 41 on the Dolphins this weekend, but that was a fucking fluke because um, the Dolphins suck dick on the road. One and six on the road this year, by the way, Travis. I don't know if you knew that. One and six on the road, yep. So there you have it. We have some pretty – Pretty even side of the team. We have an AF, both of our AST, AFC teams, my bad, as potential Super Bowl winners. Um, a lot of differential picks up in here. So we'll see how this NFL season pans out as it gets, gets going on. Yeah, like we said, we'll have a full-blown playoff rundown when we come back at the first year. But uh, it's been going a little bit too long. Let's go ahead and roll into Degenerous Digest. We have a very, very loaded – uh, DD for you today, so let's let's get to it. Young Baron, extra, extra, read all about it. Life story of Playboy Penny. All right, we have a loaded Degenerates Digest for you, as Jared had mentioned. We have a shit ton of bowl games um, coming up for you guys between now and our next episode, which won't be until after the new year. So what we are going to do is pick 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Six of our favorite bowl games in the ring. Six to one. I guess you could say six to one. Mainly just randomness. Um, but we're going to pick six bowl games for you guys. From the what the twenty second until the first, I mean technically the nineteenth. But I did you pick any between now and now and Friday? I did not. Okay, so yeah, pretty so, much from this weekend until through the first, because we're we're going to be record, recording our next episode on the second. So yeah, so yeah, we are going to pick six of our favorite bowl games. Um, like I said, we got a lot coming to you guys, so let's hit it up. Let's get going. Number six, what do you got? I got the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. It is at Yankee Stadium, obviously in New York City. It is on December 27th, which is next Thursday at 4.15 p.m. Fucking good old afternoon Thursday football. It's the University of Miami, the U versus the Badges of Wisconsin. Um, and I am taking Wisconsin money line at plus one forty-five. Two big things: why I picked why I picked Wisconsin money line. Didn't like the spread because it was too low, and I think I think Wisconsin can win this game. One, Yankee Stadium is an open air stadium in New York. Miami is from obviously fucking Miami. Wisconsin's used to playing in cold weather, um, and I think they're going to be able to play that boring Wisconsin football, grind the clock out. Um, another thing, whiskey is four and one in the last in their last five bowl games. Miami is one and four. So for that math with the co-weather involved, I'm gonna take Wisconsin money line at plus one forty-five. All right. I saw that and was like, no, I'm staying so far, far away from that game. I don't know why. It just scared me. My number six uh, matchup, I have Hawaii versus Louisiana Tech. In the SoFi Hawaii Bowl in Aloha Stadium in Honolulu. This is on the 22nd. So, what is that, Saturday? Saturday, yep. At 9 30 p.m. Central Time. So, we got a late one because it's in Hawaii. Hawaii is one point favorites. I mean, this is a home game for them. Hawaii always plays in the Hawaii Bowl when they're eligible for, for a bowl game. 
And so now Louisiana has to travel an ass load all the way, like halfway across the fucking globe for this game after losing three of their last four games. Um, I think that given just their recent, their recent games and the travel time, and it's pretty much an away game, I am going to take Hawaii minus one here. That'd be a fucking fun game to go to, I think. Oh, it'd be awesome. I mean, I don't see a bunch of broke-ass Cajuns traveling all the way to Hawaii, but for sure, <laughs> um, it'd, it'd be fun to go to. I'd love to. I'd love to see maybe Mizzou and the Hawaii Bowl one day when I have enough money to fly there. But yeah. um, I'm going to take Hawaii here for sure. So you want me to roll into my number five pick? My number five pick is <laughs> R B O Citrus Bowl at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. It is on New Year's Day, so a good game when you're hungover, just maybe starting to get over that hangover. It's at noon Central Time. It's number 14, Kentucky, versus number 12, Penn State. And I'm going to take the uh, Nittany Lions at minus six and a half because Kentucky faded very badly at the end of the year. Yes, I know they won their last few games, but look at those opponents. They weren't great. Penn State is 7-5 and five against the spread, so – not really in my favor, but not really against my favor as well. But I think they have the better offense to really throttle the ball down UK's throat. Kentucky's offense doesn't impress me, and I don't think um, they can score against a Big Ten defense as well as they would like to think they can. Also, this is Trace McSorley's last game in a Nittany Lions uniform. Say what you want about the kid. He's a stud. He's a baller. He's a gamer. Um, I think he's going to come out and carve his legacy as a Nittany Lion and end up winning – um, and beating Kentucky pretty handily, uh, I think he has a big day. And they end up winning that game um, on New Year's Day by more than a touchdown. Yeah, I like that. I saw that line a lot. Another one that I was looking at in that game would be the under at 48. Um, I don't see Kentucky scoring more than two touchdowns. For sure. So. I thought about that too, but I want the spread instead. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to roll into mine. Um, I have another game, which is on – this Saturday, the 22nd at 6 p.m. It is the Dollar General Bowl, <laughs> Buffalo versus Troy. I don't know if tickets are a dollar to this game or what, but Buffalo is a two-point favorite versus Troy. I don't know how many people will watch this. I probably will not be either. Um, Buffalo's Tyree Jackson is their quarterback. He's an NFL prospect. Not sure if he's declared or not. I don't think he has yet. He's going to. He's going to be first. I think he's going to. A lot of people are saying he's going to stay, but either way, he's a really good quarterback. He's good on his feet. He has six a good foot, football. Six foot seven. Good football IQ. Um, he's looking to pad his resume here. Potentially could be his last uh, college football game. So he's probably going to try to get a bowl win for Buffalo, who I haven't done a lot of research on, but I don't think they appear in very many bowl games. They're nine and four against the spread. Troy's eight, three, and one. So they're both decent teams, um, and I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Buffalo takes it here by a field goal. Damn, two games on Saturday. Also, a big Buffalo football alum is Khalil Mack. So there you go. Here we are. Um, rolling to my number four pick, I'm going to go with the Franklin American, the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl at Nissan Stadium where the Titans play in Nashville. It is on 1228, which I believe, yep, that is next Friday at 1230 p.m. Again, good afternoon football on a Friday. It's Purdue versus Auburn, and I'm taking Auburn at minus three and a half. 
Um, Purdue had a decent start to the year and then kind of throttled it in the middle of the year by beating Ohio State, but faded very, very badly at, at the end of the year. Another thing I think is going to play a big factor in this game and all of people are going to think about is that the SEC travels very well. Like, fans of the SEC always travel, and Nashville's only about five hours away from Auburn. So I think this may be like a home game for them. I know Purdue's only like five hours away as well, but when you talk about SEC and Big Ten football, especially Auburn and Purdue, who's the fucking perennial powerhouse? It's Auburn. I think they travel a lot better for that game. Purdue has an electric offense. They average 459 yards per game. They also have a horrible, horrible, horrendous defense, allowing 441 yards per game. Um, and I believe Auburn's going to be able to score easier than Purdue will be able to score. So I think Auburn wins this one by like at least a touchdown. Um, so I'm going to take them at three and a half point favorites in this one. I like that. Um, I do like that pick a lot. I did not have that. So we have very different picks here. Just I wanted to give you guys a mention. I didn't say where Buffalo-Troy game was. I swear, not only do these bowl games crack me up, but the stadium. They play in Lad Peebles Stadium in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just gets more ridiculous as it goes on. But I'm going to my number four pick. I have a game that me and Jarrett will be attending on New Year's Day. It's number 23, Missouri versus Oklahoma State in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. This is on New Year's Eve at 2.45 p.m. in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Missouri opens up at eight-point favorites. Um, I probably wouldn't take this line if Oklahoma State star running back Justice Hill was not playing. So he's out. I think one of their star defensive linemen is not playing as well because they're getting ready for the draft. What so happened? oh, they're oh they're they're declaring for the draft and they're sitting out. Yep. So they're not playing, and Missouri's defense has looked significantly better over the last five or six weeks, even. And I think Drew Locke comes out in his last college football game, and he just wants to give it all he's got. Um, he is he's playing. He's not going to be a pussy and sit out like half the other people. In oh, Will Greer is a bitch. Yeah. yeah. So he's playing. I think he comes out, he shows out, and they win by – I don't even know. I, I just think they cover by – they cover eight easily. They could win by 20 for all I know because Oklahoma State's defense, Big 12, not known for being good. Um, and I think we just finish out strong and finish the year. Love it, dude. Love it. That's going to be a fun time. Travis and I have never been to a bowl game before, so it should be very, very, very fun to attend. Rolling into that, I'm going to go into my number three pick. I'm going to go with one of the New Year's six bowl games. Um, I'm going to go with the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's at the Superdome in New Orleans on New Year's Day. So, again, you're you're hungover. I feel like all we do on on New Year's Day is watch football, but um, may not happen this year because we'll be traveling back from Memphis. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> we'll probably be able to catch this one. It's at 745 uh, Central Time um, on New Year's Day. It's number 15, Texas, versus number 5, Georgia. Georgia is 13-point favorites, and I am fucking hammering the dogs in this one because I believe that Georgia would would and probably should be in the playoff over Oklahoma. Um, if they weren't in the SEC, if they didn't play Alabama in the championship game, I believe they are the second-best team in college football hands down, um, and they, I believe, are the only team that can probably beat Alabama. 
Travis thinks Clemson can. Maybe, but I believe Georgia's a close second. They're going to select Texas. Texas has zero defense. Um, 13 points is a lot, which is what, on the only reason why this game isn't my lock of the week. But I love it. I love this game. I think Georgia's going to roll all over them. So take Georgia at 13, at minus 13, because Texas fucking sucks. Horns down. Mac, uh, not Mac Brown. Mac Brown's kind of cool. Um, Tom, Herman, <laughs> Tom Herman, you're a douche. Okay, cool. Hook him. <laughs> all right. Um, I like that pick. I don't have that either. Completely different picks here, but I love them all. Which is awesome. It's awesome. It is awesome. Rolling into my number three, I have Boston College versus number 25, Boise State, in the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl. <laughs> this is um, – thank you for the first responders. I'm just laughing at the long-ass name. Yeah, no, seriously, this, yeah. Shout, <laughs> shout, out, shout out first responders. This yeah. comes on the day after Christmas, the 26th at 1230, and this is played at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Um, Boise State is three-and-a-half-point favorites. And me and Jarrett saw a couple of Boston College games. They played Clemson a few weeks ago, yep. um, kind of closing out that uh, that season. And their offense is bad. The only touchdown they could score was against the punt return. And they've lost their last three games in a row, two of them to Clemson and to Syracuse, both of them by 20 points, one by 21. And, I mean, I just have to give this one to Boise State here just on the fact of momentum and the fact that Boston College has not been able to get anything going on offense lately. Um, so give me Boston, or Boise State minus three. Love it. Love it, dude. I like that pick a lot. Rolling to that, I'm going to my number two game. It is the Valero Alamo Bowl played at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. It is on December 28th, which, again, is next Friday at 8 o'clock Central Time. So – Evening game, it's number 24, Iowa State. How the rank 24 is beyond me versus number 13, Washington State. Washington State is three-and-a-half-point favorites, and I am hammering Washington State. I feel like this matchup is really – Travis, you can kind of help me. It's a slap in the face for, for, for WSU. I mean, they should have had a better, more favorable opponent um, than Iowa State. I believe they would probably be in the playoff if they would have beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. Like, if they win that game, I think they get in over over Oklahoma. Fair? It would have had it been a convincing win, which is why I think that this is kind of a slap in the face concerning their last game was played in the snow. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it was it was just bad. I mean, Iowa State didn't come on to the end of the year. I mean, I looked at their schedule. They don't have bad losses. But they don't have great wins either. Every team they should have lost to, they did, which is why they finished with what the record they did. I just think Washington State is the better team. Mike Leach is a better offensive mind. Um, Gardner Minshew is a great quarterback. That one game we watched, we bet on was in the snow, which kind of fucked everything over. So I think I think WSU rolls here, and I'm going to take them at minus three and a half. Yeah, I like that small spread. Um, that I think they can cover. So. Rolling on into that, I don't have that game either. So rolling into my number two, I have the Jared Birmingham Bowl on, again, this Saturday at 11 a.m., the 22nd. It is Memphis versus Wake Forest. Memphis is three-and-a-half-point favorites, which I think is a gimme. It's simple to me. Memphis' offense averages 534 yards per game, and their running back, Daryl Henderson, is a stud. Pretty sure he's playing in the game. I don't think he's declared as he's sitting out yet. 
Um, I think those small schools, all those players always play. Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, he's he's good. He's he's a top three-round talent in the draft. Um, and he he's playing his last college football game before the draft, and he's just been tearing up. I, t- I mentioned, I think, last week or two weeks ago that I liked him as a Heisman favorite. So this is a no-brainer to me, a three-and-a-half-point game. Um, for Memphis, I'm going to hammer them. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Love it. Love it. Almost did it myself. I like how we have all different picks. My lock. I, wouldn't I hope it's not the same. I, I bet you it is. Is it the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl? It is. Are you taking uh, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl? It's at the State Farm Stadium in Phoenix. I didn't write down the day. What, what day is it on? The, the it is on New Year's Day at noon. New Year's Day at noon. It's number 11 LSU versus number 8 UCF. And yeah, I think the no-brainer is who we picked here. Yeah, did you pick LSU at minus seven and a half? Uh, on Bovada, it's minus seven, so absolutely I did. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I wrote down LOL, 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 LSU only <laughs> lost to Bama, A&M in a crazy seven-overtime game, and Florida on the road, which is always a tough place to play. Not for Mizzou, but for other schools, I guess. <laughs> um, this spread is a joke. UCF's playing with a backup quarterback. LSU's going to roll them by fucking two touchdowns, hammer it. Take alternate spreads if you can because it's going to be a, a shit show. Yeah, we all saw UCF struggle against Memphis, which obviously I just picked them, but comparing Memphis to LSU isn't even – it's not very close. They're playing a real team, an SEC team with a real defense with their backup quarterback. I just – I don't see it here. I mean, may, it might not be a blowout, but they at least win by seven. So, at the worst, you're going to push and get your money back, folks. Yep. So. If you use Bovada, my bookie was minus seven and a half. Bovada wasn't working for me earlier. So. Which, I mean, if you don't bet, so you're going to see that line going up. Yeah. So, there we go. There you have it. We have one in the same college football picks, which is amazing. We love to see it. Love, 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 love to see the different lines, even though I'm probably going to go like one and five, so whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll see there. I tweeted out a graphic about the our, uh, Beat the Brothers contest last week. I might do the same with given that we have so many different bowl picks here and so to keep you guys updated if you care or are betting with us. So we are going to roll into our NFL picks in which we only have four since we had six college football picks. So to give us a total of 10, four to one, what do you got? My fourth one is one that I think is probably not going to happen, but that's why it's my fourth (laughs) pick. It's the Steelers at the Saints. The spread on my bookie was five and a half, and I am taking the Steelers at plus five and a half. 
against the Saints. All right. Um, like I said earlier, we talked about it real quick. I'll just I'll be brief. I think the Saints are trending down the right uh, at the wrong time, and they can't find the rhythm on offense. And the Steelers' defense, like you just said, looked good last week against the Pats. So if they can do that same thing, find the same rhythm against the Saints against the Saints this week, I feel like they can easily cover this five and a half point spread. Even if they don't win, I can see it being like a three point game or like a seventeen thirteen game, something like that. Because the Saints haven't been scoring a lot of a lot of points lately, and neither of the uh, neither of the Steelers um, either. So I think Pittsburgh at plus five and a half is a, a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I like that, and that just adds to my. Uh... My Steelers being a surprise team coming on late in the season, especially with the Saints being being sluggish on offense lately. So I like it. Don't have it though. My number four is Jacksonville at Miami. Um, I'm going to do it to you, even though we're one and two on the or two and one on the year. Miami is four and a half point favorites, and I am taking them. Um, I don't know why, but the Jags lost to the Redskins. Just this last week um, is rough. It's been at a, home, at home, and Miami six and one at home. By the way, so. like I'm, yeah, and that's that leads into my next point. The Dolphins are still somewhat; they're in the playoff hunt. Need a win, have to win. They're six and one at home. This is their last home game, and I think that you know they they might win by six or seven. So they cover this spread and they beat Jacksonville um, to do their part and keep keeping their playoffs hopes alive. If the Colts and the Titans both win, then it's over. But anyway, um, and also there's a lot of shit that can happen. But anyway, they're also wearing the throwbacks again this weekend. So we know what happened the last time they wore the throwbacks. The Miami Miracle happened. So they're two and zero in throwbacks this year. Yep, exactly. Um, yep. My number three pick is. By the way, those should be their permanent uniforms. Just throwing that out there. My number three pick is Kansas City at Seattle. The line is three, but I'm taking Seattle at plus three. On my book, he was plus three. Uh, Travis saying on Bovado is two and a half. But I'm taking Seattle at plus three. At the very least, this will be a push, I feel like. Seattle is honestly, in my opinion, one of the toughest places to play in the NFL. Um, the 12th man is a real thing. Crowd noise is a real thing. All you Chiefs fans know that because you guys claim you're the loudest stadium in the world, but we all know it's probably the 12th man out there. Um, the Chiefs have three losses this year. Two of those have been on the road. Their other road games this year have been from most recent to early in the year. They played at, in Oakland and beat the Raiders by seven. They beat the Browns in Cleveland by 16. Okay, it's the Browns. They beat the Broncos in Denver by four. And then early in the year, like the second or third week, they beat the Chargers in L.A. by 10. But, again, that's more like a home game anyway because the Chargers came to the stadium. They'll be in St. Louis in three years. So I'm taking Seattle at plus three just because it's such a tough place to play, and I see KC kind of faltering on the road there. Could lose, if not a push at the very least. All right. I do have that game later on. I will let you know what that is. Um, So I don't have much to say on that now. My number three pick is the Bears at the 49ers. The Bears are four-point favorites. Um, I know that they have clinched a playoff spot, but they're definitely not going to let up. And, I mean, four-point favorites against the 49ers. Their backfield is an absolute mess, and Chicago has one of the best run defenses in the league. This, Therefore, making Nick Mullins pass the ball more, which is just not a good idea. <laughs> they're playing in decently warm weather, so it gives the Bears even a bigger advantage. 
I mean, four point four points isn't much. They just beat the Packers by what ten, seven, seven. So I think they can easily cover this four point spread against the Forty ers Yeah, my only thing is that we saw Seattle lose the Forty ers last week on the on the road, but like you said, having a good run defense definitely helps. Uh, and Seattle's not Chicago. Seattle's defense is not near as good as Chicago's. Uh, is playing. Maybe it's a different story. Yeah, my my other point was is that the Bears are still going to be playing because they still have a viable option at getting the first round by if the Rams right. end up losing. So my number two game of the week in the NFL is the Vikings at the Lions, and the over under is forty three and a half, and I'm taking the over. The Vikings, and to quote Cyrus, it just seems kind of low. Um, <laughs> Shout out it just Brad. seems low to me. Shout, shout out Brad for pointing that out for, for pointing that out from last week. Um, the Vikings seem to have a rejuvenated offense. You know why you want to wow, I'm kind of drunk. You want to know why I know that? Is because, because the Dolphins watched them whoop the Dolphins last week and put 41 on them. The new play caller seems to have rejuvenated life into them. They wanted to run the ball more. Their old offensive coordinator wasn't doing that. They ran the ball shitload last week and they fucking it worked. It worked. Um, the Lions are worse than the Dolphins. I believe that a thousand percent. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I do know. Um, which is why I believe that over 43 and a half. I mean, seriously, like if it's like it's a 23 or 53, 43 and a half. 43. Wow, that is very low. Yeah, so hammer that over. If it's like a 28 21 game or whatever, it's going to hit. So that's my number two. The over of 43 and a half and the uh, Vikings at the Lions. All right. You heard it there. I have that game as well later on. Moving into my number two, game that Jared just talked about, his number three, I have the Chiefs at Seattle. The Chiefs on Nevada were two-and-a-half-point favorites. The 12th man is a, is a hard place to play. Definitely one of the loudest stadiums in the, in the world, I mean, in any sport. Um, it's designed to be loud. They, their fans always show up regardless of how good they are. And they're going to show up against the Chiefs because they need to beat them. And it's very possible that they do. Um, but the Chiefs are coming off of a brutal loss. And Seattle's defense has kind of just been average uh, this season. You know, the, they, haven't been, they haven't been spectacular. And I think Kansas City bounces back. And they win by a field goal to cover this two-and-a-half-point spread. It's going, to be, it's going to be up and down two, two-and-a-half-three. So if you can get it at two and a half, I'll do that because I don't see it being more than a four-point game. Wow. A little differing opinions there. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Even if they do win by three, I still push. So Even uh, if they lost, I would probably be happy because I'm going to be rooting for the Chargers on Saturday night. Yep, for sure. My lock of the week, and I'm surprised you didn't have this one, it's the Packers at the Jets, who are currently a pick 'em on my bookie. And I'm picking the Packers. I mean, why wouldn't you? Jets are fucking horrible. They stink. They stink worse than my dog shit. Um, and there's no way the Packers lose to them. Uh, the Jets also shouldn't really want to win because they should be fighting for a better draft position. Top Bowles is gone anyway, so kiss that ship goodbye. I just think the Packers win this one. If it's a pick 'em, the Packers and the Jets, who are you going to pick there? Packers, even if it's on the road. So 
Packers and the pick I'm going to take them as my lock of the week. Logically, I like it because the Jets aren't good, but they've been playing decent football lately. They just about beat the Texans. I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with a sneak, sneak win here, but the, a betting man would pick the Packers. Especially that pick them. Like, if it was a spread, I would have stayed way far away from But pick them, like, straight up, like, 50-50 odds, Packers and Jets, give me the Packers every day of the week. For, for sure. My number, or my lock of the week, actually, game that Jared had just talked about, too, at his number two is Minnesota at Detroit. Uh, Minnesota is five-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Jared had mentioned that their offense has been rejuvenated now that they fired – D. Filippo, and they kind of got things rolling, which is easy when you can, you know, have your running game where your holes are as big as a Mack truck against a shitty Miami Dolphins team. But like Jared said, the Detroit Lions aren't much better. Their secondary is good, but I don't think up front they are as solid um, as they should be, which is why Dalvin Cook has another decent game. And, you know, the Vikings probably come out and win by a touchdown. They're coming off a huge win. Uh, they need that momentum, and they're fighting for that playoff spot. So I think they can win by six or seven here easy. For sure. Yeah, I almost, I almost picked the spread, but I saw the over-under. I'm like mm-hmm. – that was like the lowest over-under. I'm like, that game I can see being a, being a pretty high-scoring affair because – Just because it seems low to me. Yeah, just because it seems low to me. Shout-out <laughs> Cyrus. Shout-out Brad. Um, yeah, that is our ten picks for this week. Again, we will tweet out our NFL Week 17 picks. Next week, Travis will create a graphic. He's been doing good at that. Shout out Travis on the social medias. If you're not following us, you should at Two Drunk Brothers and a Podcast on Twitter and uh, Two Drunk Brothers and a Podcast on Facebook as well. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's just he's going to tweet out that that graphic next week. Um, but those are our ten picks. Obviously, we'll come back. No podcast next week with it being Christmas. We'll come back after Christmas and give you a full NFL playoff rundown as well as NFL lines for the playoff games that weekend. Um, and just the only uh, other college game is left will be the championship game uh, that, we'll, that we'll talk about. So it's kind of winding down. It's kind of sad, but we're coming to an end. Obviously, the podcast is going to turn on and continue. We want to thank you all for listening. Um, we're not going to hit our goal um, that we wanted to hit for the, for the, for the season of giving giveaway. So maybe we'll try it again next year or later on in the spring. But – we, do, we are going to do more giveaways in the future, but we want to hit goals to do giveaways. Um, but I digress. Um, so you have our 10 picks for this, for this weekend, four NFL, six college. Um, again, we'll tweet out our NFL Week 17 picks next week. But happy holidays. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you in 2019. Yeah, see you guys in 2019 where maybe Jarrett can have a winning betting record. We will see you then. Until then, follow us, retweet us, like us on everything you can. And we want to thank you guys for the support and all the motivation to get this podcast up and going. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We'll see you guys later.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.